Welcome to the Grappling We See exactly. Grappling Rewind Podcast. Welcome to this special live from ADCC 2022 special live episode of the Grappling Rewind Podcast. Uh, today's episode live from Vegas. We are going to recap. You said it like five times. I did say it like five times. We are, <laughs> we'll get into it in a second here. Uh, we are going to recap the day one of ADCC 22. I think probably the... ADCC in recent history, maybe ever, with the most upsets ever in a tournament. As always in the show, I'm your host, Maine, my co-host. Miranda. Hey, Miranda. Pretty good. Pretty good. We are running on about, I'm running on two and a half hours of sleep. I think you're running on about the same amount, about three hours of sleep. We finished last night's episode, The Bracket Show, at I think about 3, 3 3.30 in the morning. I finished editing at 4.30 in the morning. We then watched... Uh, an entire day of grappling. We watched all of ADCC day one. We have not had a chance to review anything. We were, I think, the entire day five rows back. Yeah, you're five we rows were the back. front row of black of the black section, which were amazing seats. The entire arena has amazing seats. We had a great time. It was some wild shit. We are gonna talk about it. Um, so let's kick it off. It's been already a very long day, yep. but I love doing these day, these shows here. Uh, if you like the show, please share it with, your, with a friend or a folk at the gym, and follow us at The Grappling Rewind on Instagram. We post cool stuff, and hopefully we'll have a little bit more interview content this weekend, um, and generally that is the best way that you can support the show. We really appreciate it. Also, I have some shirts out. If you really want one of those, shoot me a DM. DM I can get you one of those. Um, let's start with plus nine, nine kilogram division, the division that, the division that had five former champions in it. Uh, that number has gotten a little smaller yep. immediately. So Definitely. first round, one of the first matches of the day, we had Gordon Ryan coming out and submitting... Um, give me the name here. I can never pronounce I always mess up his I name. I don't know. Hank Ujusoa. Yeah, um, that, that works. I think that... we Let's pull the results yeah. on that. Um, I think it was Rene Kachoke. It was a rear naked choke. In about five and a half... It was a little longer than kind of... I think a lot of people expected. Um, gets through him. It was sort of five forty nine. Yeah, in very much Gordon fashion. Uh, yeah, pathway to the back, get the back. You know, Jusilla held on for a while and like really forced Gordon to hand fight in yeah. ways that we didn't expect. We were like, "Ooh, this is going to be a big interesting dude. match." He's yeah, a very large man. You don't um, realize that until they're beside each other. Oh yeah, it was like, oh, he he is bigger than Gordon by yeah. by a little bit, and that was again, that's what happens. You got plus ninety nine. So Gordon moves through. I think really a surprise to no one. Your number one seed going against your number sixteen seed. Um, you know that's what we expected. Next match we had Victor Hugo going against Big Dan Manasuri. Uh, him and Gordon, teammates on the same side of the bracket. Victor Hugo moves through him. Uh, three, only three point score. Yeah. Very very close match again. There are, I think, probably a hundred plus matches to go through. Yeah. We are not going to go and recap every single one. If you want to go back and watch the matches, I recommend you go back and watch. And we'll tell you pretty which, much all the matches. We'll tell you which matches. Yep. Are uh, a little bit more exciting or, or have something going on. Speaking of exciting matches, so Victor Hugo moves on. Speaking of exciting matches, fucking Heisim Rita. Submit Cyborg Abreu. Are we going in order? Or I'm going like in bracket a, order you're here. You're going in bracket order. Okay. Yeah. Marin and I have different uh, different sources up for <laughs> for data. There Again, go. this is what there you get. Go. This is what you get with a live show or with like an in location show. Yeah, we're trying to we're trying to do what we can. I think we just got back. We literally drove directly from the completion of ADCC. It was running about two and a half hours longer than they said it was going to be, but we're in. We're immediately it's jumping a into the show. Event. That's how this shit works. We're on Brazilian time. We're always late. 
Hi, Simrita submitted Cyborg Abreu in a minute and 15 seconds with an armbar. It was the, I'm going to say the wildest moment of the day. That arena fucking yeah. popped I do have to say that, yeah. When he got that. I have also, in all of the grappling I have ever watched, never watched a dude rip at a grip for an armbar like I watched Tyson really? Rita. Like, that dude, everything, double hand over grip on Cyborg's arm, just pulling the grip out. He basically, he also took both of his legs and he yeah. flexed out on the shoulder. Thanks, Brenda. <laughs> he flexed out on the shoulder in order to break the grip off. It was, it was wild. And again, finished Cyborg, a former champion, in a minute and 15 seconds. Throwing a huge wrench into all of our brackets, uh, you'll that'll well, be a consistent a, theme here. There's quite a few wrenches in our brackets. Yep. Next, Brett, next match, we had Felipe Pena uh, scoring uh, eight points over Josh Saunders. Uh, that match was actually a little closer than I thought initially. He, Saunders came he, out. He, he jumped one. Hosha and Souza. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Two and a half hours of sleep, guys. Uh, Jao Gabriel Hosha, who did show up today, yes, um, took a submission victory over uh, Roosevelt Souza in a little over six minutes there. It's um, a knee bar. Yep. That was a, it, was a, it was a fun knee bar. Um, next, next match, we had Orlando Sanchez. Uh, Max, this was a weird match. Orlando came out... Uh, in Orlando fashion. In Orlando fashion and like stalled and kind of like, like, just continually like talked to the ref and like pushed him out. He reminds me of a, like a cartoon figure. Yeah. Like not a real person. It, he is a caricature for yeah. sure. Um, Max Jimenez eventually is able to take two points and then submit him yeah. uh, late into the match. It was a weird match. Um, we are all kind of wondering like, I'm not sure if Orlando with this performance and his 2017 performance will be invited back. Yeah. With this, um, it was weird. Probably he not just, one you want to watch. Just, he, he he didn't seem like he wanted to compete. And it was like he kept on cre- creating situations that would break up what was going on. Yeah. Like and and I know that sometimes it's somebody's way of handling a situation, or that's yeah. how they kind of deal with it. Um, but it was definitely not a pace that was the same thing. Oh, can you grab that? That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Um, Next match, we had Nick Rodriguez defeating Damon Ramos on score, eight points. Uh, this one started initially like Ramos came out aggressive, yeah. and then Nick um, very like eventually like slowed the pace down and brought it and got to Ramos' back and really slowed him down and started scoring. Next match, we had uh, John Hansen getting a kind of a weird injury submission over uh, Vinny Magalhaes. I think it was like a knee or an ankle or a foot or it, I think it was an it was. I'm not sure if it was a knee or a hip or something but it in was in a on passing the left sequence side of his body that's yeah. all in it. In a passing sequence um, Vinny hurt something. John was looking really good in the match and then uh, Vinny hurt something and then there's a submission via via injury essentially and John moves on to the second round. In the second round we had a matchup that I was really excited to see. We had Victor Hugo versus Gordon Ryan. And Victor Hugo, we've talked about his guard for a long time and how dynamic it is. He's a big guy that can play off his back, has great leg lock entries, and is you know very happy to do that. Uh, Gordon Ryan's passing is amazing here. Like he gets around Victor Hugo's guard in a way that I have never seen anyone get around his guard before. He steps around. He would put his chest down. He passed him a couple of times. He got to top position. Um, at the end, they sort of tried to trade funny footlocks, but yeah. neither really committed. This is a match that I, I 
I saw this, like, oh, Gordon is happy to, I'm not going to say play it safe, but definitely is not going out there and fervorously looking to submit everyone. He is happy to go win within the rule set and take out a dangerous dude in Victor Hugo comfortably on a points victory. And so I think that's pretty significantly different from what he looked like in 2019, where he was like, my goal is to go and submit everyone. I think this time he would like to do that, but he's not going to take unnecessary risks, especially with facing Andre Galvao in the super fight um, you know, later in the day. He doesn't want to get beat or you know, have an issue and get out of that. So Gordon moves on. Uh, now in the finals match, oh, sorry, next round we have Heisem Rita and Roosevelt Souza, and Roosevelt Souza takes that over Heisem Rita on score, and then kind of Heisem's uh, crazy run. We have Felipe Pena and Max Jimenez. Definitely a more slow-paced match. Yeah. Um, Pena takes it, it kind of after a weird the, sequence. Yeah, it's towards the end. Like 945, 949. Yeah. By a submission, uh, Max was down a penalty point, and he sort of got more aggressive and overextended a little bit, and eventually Pena was able to get to his back and uh, hit him with a rear naked choke yeah. in order to submit him. Um, definitely a slower-paced match. Max was very, very content to not let Pena get underneath him, and eventually that, that caused the negative, and yeah. you know, Pena was able to force the action there with incentive for Max and get the submission. Uh, we also had Nick Rodriguez and John Hansen, Nick Rodriguez showing off more of that body lock passing, yeah. eventually getting Hanson to turtle, working to Hanson's back, uh, throwing hooks in, and getting a rear naked choke. Like, the way that Nicky Rod passed to the back, this was a rematch from West Coast Trials where Nick Rodriguez was also able to get to Hanson's back again and choke him. Um, but that was to do a cartwheel pass. This is the same story, but just a different method. Took eight minutes here, or 7.54 to do that. So in the... Semifinals now, we have Gordon Ryan and Roosevelt Souza, which will be a really interesting match. Roosevelt Souza is a big dude, has some pretty good wrestling. I'm curious to see how Gordon will force him into, I think Gordon will probably pull here to deal with Roosevelt and try to sweep him. And we have Felipe Pena versus Nick Rodriguez. That's an interesting That's a really interesting match. It's like, can Nick Rodriguez pass through Felipe Pena's guard, you know, from that body lock pass like he did prior and in other earlier matches? I I don't know. Um, that, for me, is a toss-up. Yeah. Neither outcome would surprise me. And in the finals, we're going to have Gordon oh. Ryan. Come yep. on. Do you know you want a, a Nikki Rod and uh, Gordon Ryan? I Honestly, I'm super happy with or either one main of those finals. You know what I mean, finals. I'm match. super happy with either one of those finals. Like, I, I would rather have Nikki Rod push through, but I think that's, that's a just fun because match. we've seen Pen we, we've yeah. seen recently seen Penna and yeah. Gordon Ryan. I would like to see the rematch in ADCC because that does kind of answer some questions yeah. like what does Penna look like in ADCC? You know, the rematch where he had six points on Gordon I mean, really, with two in all back honesty, takes. I would like to see Roosevelt Souza. That we know, yeah. yeah. But yeah. You know, we know that's what you're pulling for. And, and with with all the upsets, like Yeah, you never know what's gonna freaking happen. No, so we're gonna get that final. Um very, very excited for that final. It's gonna uh it's those are two phenomenal yeah. matches that we've talked about ever since the New Wave or since um DDS split into New Wave yeah. and B team, like that was a potential matchup, especially with Gordon going to nine nine. So that does it for the plus ninety nine kilogram recap. Uh crazy upsets in that one. It only gets wilder yeah, from here. Yeah, it gets crazier as we go. Basically. Moving on to under 99 kilograms, we had Kyan Duarte taking a pretty dominant victory over Owen Livesley. Owen Livesley late hey, replacement. I, I do have to say, at least 
it did go 10 minutes. Yeah, full time. And it wasn't... The, most of the points came at the end of the match. Yeah. There was a lot of stand-up. You beginning. saw that Duarte really yeah. came out. And all Duarte's matches... He came matches, out aggressive. He comes out super him. aggressive yeah. for the first 30 seconds. And I mean, seconds. a lot of them are, but he came out super aggressive mm-hmm. in most of his I matches I think today. Duarte comes out more aggressive, I think, than anyone else. Like, he yeah. immediately starts batting on your head... And you could tell he really leaned on Owen for yeah. long stretches of this match to tire him out and yeah. slow him down. Owen almost hits a beautiful fireman's yeah, on him. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, ah, oh, then it didn't happen. And then, but again, kind of Duarte is able yeah. to show that veteran kind of skill in the rule set, score eight points, and Still move on to the next bracket. Bad, it wasn't yeah, a bad match. It was definitely bad. interesting because, you know, with the speed that Lively has early, he was able to get into yeah, Duarte for one point. There was a couple times. And so, Duarte had to yeah. shuck it away. Um, next match, we had Patrick Gaudio defeating Elder Cruz. I think this was a ref. Yep, all the way, other way around. Elder Cruz. Oh, right. Defeating Patrick Gaudio. Patrick Gaudio. This was, um, this was a pushing match back and yeah. forth. Very close ref decision. There was some bottom top action, but most of the match was standing and, and no a lot of pushing. Scored. No points scored. Next match, Rafael Lovato Jr. defeating Teponen um, by submission late. Actually, the submission came in the overtime. Yeah. You know, almost 12 minutes in. Um, I it's forget. A rear naked, rear naked choke, choke. At 149. Yeah. And then I was so, we, oh, the whole crowd was like, fuck, Lovato still got it. Yeah. Because you know? that, that was the big question of like, what does Lovato look like? The last time we saw him was in the Mergali match at who's number one. We kind of were, well, we weren't sure where he was at. Yeah. And he showed us like, yep, dude can still get it done, still submit. Yeah. Um, he definitely looked looked good today. Yeah. He, looked, he looks like Lovato. Uh, next match, we had Vinicius Tatrofetera. Uh, taking a score, it's listed in zero zero for me uh, for the flow brackets yeah. over Paul Ardella. Do yeah. you have anything? You have a different result no, there for you? It just says score, which doesn't really make sense. But let me look. Okay. Um, sometimes that's oh penalties. Yeah, sometimes when it says score, it's it was, just penalty. Yeah, it was zero to two on penalties yeah. for Ardella. So uh, Fajeda moves on with that one. We had Craig Jones versus uh, Jacques Costa. Craig Jones finished in 18 seconds, like that's a modified. The, that's the fastest, and that's the fastest sub of the day. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, Easy. That, like, Craig, Easy. Did, Craig runs out, he pulls guard, he basically scoots, 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 and yeah. then he just grabs the arm and finishes, and it was. It's like a like, straight arm lock. It was a violin straight arm lock yeah. from the side, and it was 18 seconds long. Yeah, it was. We've already was recapped more, we've already spent more time talking about the match than the match was. That answered the question, I was like, oh. Craig Jones is happy to pull and is immediately looking for subs. We might get 27 Craig Jones, 2017 Craig Jones all over again where it's like he's firing for subs quick and that's what he's looking for. And that filled me with a lot of hope for the weekend. Next match, we also had uh, Devontae Johnson uh, and Kyle Bame. Really close referee's decision. I think it was a penalty because it listed as 10 minutes in referee's decision. Um, do you have something else there? Judge's decision. Yeah, judge's decision, probably after 15 minutes. Um, slower match that where there was where no where no points were scored. Yeah. Um, after that, we had Yuri Samos and Luke Griffith. This was a fun match. Yuri, we were really hesitant on what Yuri was going to look like, especially with the fight to win match recently. Yeah. What we've seen from him recently, we're like, ooh, maybe Yuri's like lost a step. Like, where yeah. is he at? He looked. Good versus Luke Griffith, especially late. Like Luke Griffith early in this match, I was like, oh, Luke Griffith is going to run away with this. 
And then you saw Yuri essentially say, like, get his feet under him and then start to, like, build momentum, build momentum. Yeah. He started shooting his takedowns and, like, starting to get Luke down and, like, forcing the scrambles. And by the end, it was like, I think that was Yuri just because he was the one initiating that such an important piece in the EDCC rule set. He gets it done by referee's decision after the overtime, after 15 minutes. Then we had Nicholas Margali versus Enrique Sassone. Um, Margali gets, I think, a rear naked choke. Yeah, it, it started... I mean, it started with... I. I expected it to go not the way of. Yeah, so um, Sony came out and I was like, ooh, so Margali's. And it was like bad. He like immediately like, dumps Margali. Yeah. Like he lifts Margali. Oh, he, uh, he suplexed Margali on his neck. Yes. On, on his, his like face. side neck. And I went, on I went, his face. Oh, and I was like, holy shit. shit. Welcome to ADCC, uh, Margali. He gets him Kimura at 4. Oh, he gets him with the Kimura, yeah. Yeah. Where Margali. He gets him at Kimura at 4. For uh, 35. This is the one where... He just steps over like, and goes, oh, shit, a Kimura. Yeah, it's, it's just the way, like, uh, Sasoni was, like, I guess, rolling or turtling that his arm came up. And you saw this look on Margali's face, like, oh, there's an arm. I can Kimura it. And he just, like, grabs it and goes... He just locks it and he goes, oh, Kimura. <laughs> and just, like, pulls it aside. You can tell it wasn't, like, a planned thing. And all of us went... literally, like, it was just there. So we, we, we take... Well, part of ADCC, part of the fun that we have with the group is we take dollar bets... So it's like a dollar bet, you know, hey, a dollar bet that he beats him or he beats him or, hey, that this guy throws three guillotines in this match or like yeah. this, those sort of things. Earlier, I think like two matches before, we were all talking about like what submission um, are you going to see and what submission aren't you going to see? And yeah. we were kind of talking about that. And we went, yeah, no one had Kimura on that one. Oh, okay. So uh, that's... We had a, a lot of things going on We had a lot of things going on today. We didn't think we were actually going to happen. Next match, we had Yuri Samoz versus Nicholas Margali. 15 minutes, ref's decision. Close match, but Margali does take it. Um, this was on the other side of the mat, so I actually wasn't able to see a ton. I didn't... We watched 100-plus matches today. I don't remember every single one perfectly. This is one that doesn't particularly stand out. It was a non-scoring ref's decision after 15 minutes that Margali moves through on. Yeah. Craig Jones versus Kyle Bame. Craig Jones uh, jumps the guillotine late into the match after I think Bame had scored on him. Yeah. Bame had taken him down, and then it was like, ooh, Craig Jones has to come from behind. And Craig Jones goes, oh, I got I to gotta win. Jumps an arm in guillotine on Kyle Bame yeah. and just cranks. And I went, that looks very, very tight. Um, gets it done. Like, yeah. Craig Jones, two for two subs on the day. Looks to be the guy that he was in 2017. Yeah. Like that. I mean, and he looked again. He looked great in 2019. He made it to the finals. You know, got you know ran up against Deniz in the finals. But the pathway that he had with the submissions in 2017 is what sticks out in everyone's yeah. mind for like that vintage Craig Jones. That was here in this match. Like he's going to throw caution to the wind when he thinks he has a sub. He's, he's going to go hard. Probably smaller than most of these guys. Yeah, because he went up a weight class. And so. Bame and Bame came down yeah, to nine nine. He's definitely not cutting to make this weight class. Yeah. Like he's sitting comfortable here. Next match we had Rafael Lovato Jr. versus Vinicius Fajera. Uh, Lovato takes that uh, regulation on two points. Yeah, I think it was a takedown, if I recall I correctly. It, I think it was a takedown. Yeah, and then we have Kainan Duarte versus Elder Cruz. Five scores five two in favor of Kainan Duarte. Um, this was fun. This was a back and forth match, yeah. but Duarte eventually, I think later in the match, I think most of the points that we saw today were scored late in the match. Yeah. We saw a couple times that guys scored points like in the last two or three seconds, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you'd yeah, see yeah. hooks come into the back and points would be scored yeah. before overtime or before Which, something I mean, at the end. Which, I mean, kind of makes sense because that way they don't have an, an ability to actually yeah. come back. 
but it's very hard to time that shit. Sometimes it was just there. And it was wild. But this was, again, one of the few matches that had points for both person. Yeah, um, yeah I thought true. it was interesting. I was like, oh, yeah, because most matches, it's one score, two scores yeah, for a single person, exactly. and no return to points. This actually had points scoring for Cruz and for Duarte that I thought kind of interesting. So, semifinals, we have Kainan Duarte versus oh, Rafael Lovato man. Jr. I love Lovato. That uh, Kainan looks in rare form. Kainan has been snapping people to the mat yeah. in a way that looks painful, and I don't even know. I... I just I watched him I'd watch him snap everybody today. Yeah. And it was like not he looks powerful. And it wasn't even it wasn't even like a timing thing. I mean it is a timing thing, but it's also just a power thing. Yeah. And he's aggressive he comes out aggressive as fuck. So it's Yeah, he's really it's definitely uh, it is going to be a something. tough one for Lovato. I'm going to I'm gonna pick Duarte here because I do too, again, you're, you're, you're one of your few medalists that are still in the division. Like you have Duarte and then next match you have Nicholas. Mergali and Craig Jones. Craig Jones is a silver medalist from last year. Um, so Josh and I, when we previewed this a couple of weeks ago on the show, Josh thinks that Mergali is going to be able to pressure on top of Lovato, sorry, on, on top of Craig Jones, like he did to Lovato. I think this Craig Jones, and I said it two weeks ago on the show when we previewed it, Craig Jones be snapping heel hooks. I think he knows that Mergali is historic. This is his sixth Nogi match or fifth yeah. Nogi match ever. He doesn't have the years of experience with the heel hooks. If Craig Jones has one pathway to like sustained victory, it is but he definitely, to grab and try he, to go for your life. He also definitely needs to not go for one specific leg yeah. entanglement. Only because you know he's being coached by um, Donner. Mm-hmm. And they know, and so they know Craig Jones' and, game so yeah, well. And they know and they and you know how to defend certain leg exchanges. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely gonna be something where Craig is gonna have to at least um, I think it'll be an inversion underneath it's and gonna, he'll get it's gonna be, have moving to, yeah, it's and gonna, gonna have get to be multiple. It's gonna be yeah. like you're gonna have to switch sides, roll, move the yeah. move the foot, move and, and just keep on kind of um, chaining things together and having a whole chain of submissions. And maybe like go after the legs a bunch and then jump on the head. I don't know, yeah. but you need to. You're, you're going to need to do chains of submissions, I think, to hit Margali, um, only because he does have all that awareness of what's going on. I, th- I think your best option is to submit Margali, and yeah. like I don't, I but don't you're gonna think have to, you're going to have to like fury. You're going to have to like throw every single submission known to man yeah, at him. Yeah, I think, and to get him and, moving and moving, and then yeah. then to get him stepping up yeah. and close to you in order to get to his leg. I yeah. think. Um, Mergala looks good. Craig Jones looks good. I just think that Craig Jones takes that. I do think we get Craig Jones, kind of Duarte in the finals. Yeah. I actually think this is a great matchup for Craig Jones. It's a rematch. Duarte previously at Kasai, basically Baron bullet him and choked him. Yeah. I think that Craig Jones will know, like, Duarte has a historic weakness to the legs. You know, he lost to Kim Spriggs via heel hook. Uh, he has another recent heel hook loss as well. Um, I think that's where Craig Jones goes. Yeah. I kind of think that Craig Jones puts the pieces together and makes the changes he needs to in order to submit Kynan in the finals. Finals are long, 20 yeah. minutes. You have a long time to work with a guy like Craig Jones. Duarte can stay away like he did, like like the Niz did in 2019. But I just think with the, the fervorous nature that Craig Jones is hunting submissions, I think he's looking to leave... In, in, even in an interview, yeah. he said he's looking to leave it all on the table and not, like... 
have this be the last run and go all out if he can. I think he goes. I think he submits Margali. He submits kind of the finals. I think Margali again beats Rafael Lovato Jr. We just saw that match a couple of weeks ago. I think it looks really similar to the match we saw. So I think it's Craig Jones first, Duarte second, um, Margali third, Lovato fourth. Okay. What do you think? I agree with you on all around. Awesome. Moving into the men's under 88 kilogram division. This is one of the ones that goes wild. This is one that's just like, well, all your medalists are gone. Yeah, um, well, I mean, not at first. It, some of them take a little bit of time, but... First so first it, round, we have Mateus Diniz versus Roberto de Frias. Uh, 10-minute match, full yeah. length of time. Three points for Diniz to get him moving on. A much closer match, I think, than most people anticipate, with Diniz being your one seed and de Frias Diniz, being your... Diniz definitely looked little today and yeah. I can't explain it like and I think part of it is also his hair as weird as that sounds mm-hmm. like I'm not used to him having like the frilly hair but looking at him and like I've been in the same room as him at Marcelo's um and I've seen him on TV but I've been in the same room with him at Marcelo's he looked small yes and I, it, it's there it, were a and lot it was of like, guys I noticed it was like looked way it was like face like face almost sunken in and small mm-hmm. and I that his, wasn't his what his chest I, and shoulders looked smaller too yeah it's he didn't look right and I don't know what that's about I don't know if that's hitting under 88 I don't know if there's more to that or not or if, if maybe it's just me but he just no, no, didn't I too. seem he he didn't seem he didn't seem as as large as he did in 2019. And he didn't seem as confident as I would have expected him to be. Hmm. Yeah, I, I know. I was, just, I noticed, was my, the, I noticed was my the size. Opinion. Yeah. So he, so Dipfidias gives him a, a tougher match. Montez is able to score. Next, we have Giancarlo Bodoni taking on Izaki Bahens. Six points. Um, this was a this was a tight match. This was a close match. Yeah. But Bodoni's able to take it, I think, again later in the match with some positional work. Um, I mean, in all honesty, they're all later because you don't get points till later. It's been a very long couple of days. You know what I mean? You are like, correct. You don't get points to the second I half just, of the match to begin with. So I just but, realized that now. I was like, why did everyone score so late? Yeah, because, man, there are no but, there are uh, no points but, the first five minutes of the match. For for to stay on that same uh, kind of path, there was a lot of matches where there was only two or three points uh, scored, and it was towards the end. Yeah. Or towards the last, like, let's say, minute, minute and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, that first two or three minutes, like, not scoring. Yeah, with some crazy shit that happened. Yeah, and we'll keep on talking about it. Sanji Hibero versus Owen O'Flanagan. Owen beats Sanji Hibero, and then Sanji Hibero retires on the mat. What seemed yeah. to be a retirement on the mat. He retired earlier this year from the gi. He retired ADCC no gi. He gets a standing ovation from yeah. the crowd, and everyone's like, "God damn, I got to see Sanji's last match." Yeah, that's cool. It seemed to be again. Everyone loves Sanji. Yeah. It's awesome to see that um, Owen O'Flanagan looked good. Good, and he continued to look. He good continued to look day, good. We'll talk we'll about talk him about in a second. That in a second. Mason Fowler gets a submission victory at six thirty-seven over uh, uh, to Jesus. I'm looking for him. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Alexander Alexander Jesus. Jesus, a guillotine. Guillotine choke. Arm in later in the match, right after the point started. Um, it was, again, what we saw from Fowler, that, that super, we sort of super had a, tight guillotine. We sort of had a day of guillotines, too. Dude, it was an arm and guillotine kind of day. Yeah, it so was. There was, was a bunch of them. I think one of four or five today was, was yeah, this particular yeah, yeah. one that we saw. Um, and next match, we had Hulk versus Santeri Lilius. 
Uh, Hulk gets a score, three points. And takes to his back take the match. towards the end of the match and kind of has his back for a bit. Yeah. Pretty, um, pretty sustained back control yeah. for a while, working for the choke, but never actually ended up getting the choke. Yeah. Next month, we had a fucking wild match. A wild match that I, I don't think any of us really expected this result. Don't get me wrong. I wanted this result, but I didn't think it would actually happen. Yeah. We had teammates, Otho's teammates, Josh Hinger. Not just teammates. We're talking Josh Hinger used to coach... Ty Rotolo yeah. as a child. Yep. Like, he was one of the child students of Josh Hanger. Josh Hanger versus Ty Rotolo. Josh Hanger shows that sometimes the teachers still got it. Yeah. Whatever fancy catchphrase you want to use there. Um, scores. Outscores him. Three yeah. to two. He, uh, I think he got his back. Yeah, he did. And that was the score. That was the score. Ty is able to get him, I think, either a sweep or a takedown. But... 15-minute match, so all three of your points, all both your point scoring pieces happened in the overtime. Yeah. Um, this was a match that you saw, or at the end of the match, Ty comes back and is trying to choke Hanger yeah. with, uh, I think, a Dars, and you see Cade on the edge of the mat yelling at him to like yeah. squeeze harder on this choke, unable to do it. For me, that's a big upset. I just, again, here's yeah. a former medalist from 2019. I just thought we've been really high on Ty Rotolo. He's been looking phenomenal, and no one's really showed us like what you need to do to beat him yep. recently, except for Michael Gabao. And Josh Hinger showed that, like, yep, you stay diligent on the wrestling. Yeah, it was just a grindy, grindy match. And you grind it out with him, and then he knew sort of where Ty wanted to transition. It yep. could stay out of those really dangerous areas, stay away from his dar, stay away from the buggy choke, stay like out of everything, and is able to beat him on points. And it was a again. Uh, a shocking result, to, I think, a lot of us. But you know, Josh Hanger showing it he's up got a it. lot of brackets. Dude, messed up our brackets. Yeah. Next one, we had uh, Wagner Rocha taking a pretty controversial ref's decision over Isaac Michelle. Yeah. I think this match in particular, you can absolutely do it either way. Yeah, you can. Um, again, we were watching three different matches at the same time. This match, I went. There's a lot of initiation in both parties. There's a lot of takedowns. There's a lot of like scrambles. There's a lot yeah. of who's pushing forward, who's working. It's no score. You go to ref's decision. Yeah. They give it to Wagner. I don't think it's the wrong decision. I think definitely people in the arena really love Isaac Michelle. Yeah. And we're unhappy about that. Um, but, you know, that's what happens. At, that's what happens. You go to decision. We don't do enough to score any points. Sometimes people aren't happy about the decision. But all of all of Wagner's matches for the day. Yeah, both of them. Were definitely fun to watch. Both and, matches. and we're both close decisions. We'll get to that yeah. here in a second. Pedro Mourinho versus Jay Rodriguez. Um, this was fun, honestly. I enjoyed this one. This was a battle of the guillotines. Rodriguez showing that he was super game. Um, Pedro score, outscores him 3-2 to two after the first scoring period for 10 minutes um, and moves on. I think a lot of people were really expecting Jay Rodriguez to be kind of blown out of the water here, especially with that recent performance against Couch. That was not the case here. Dude was in it with Pedro Mourinho and showed that, like, yep, that wrestling can really change the dynamic of a fight if you have a guy that wants to wrestle yeah. with you. Um, Jay Rodriguez showing that he still is a very competent wrestler versus a headhunter like Mourinho and didn't get guillotined. No. So that was awesome. Uh, next match, we had Wagner Hosha taking a, again, super close decision over Pedro, Pedro Mourinho. Mourinho after 15 minutes. This is a wild match watch. This is a wild match. This was like... They went off the mat. They went off the mats I don't know how many times. I think three or four different Wagner times. Wagner smacked his head at one point. Into the concrete. They went into um, like the tables. And it was it yeah. one of those matches where the guys were like trying to play it up into the opposite. Well, no, I'm and they were also... Out. They were also like... 
it, it was like an MMA fight. They were like yeah. definitely beating the shit out of each they were, other. They, as were they were heavy done. collar ties, as heavy as the and ref could, would allow. I mean, and you could hear it. You could hear the yeah. collar ties. Yeah, we were on the other hit. corner of uh, the ring. So we were in front of Matt One. This was happening on Matt Three, and you could hear Wagner hitting, yeah, like hear uh, Pedro in the jaw and in the <clears throat> chin and like on the neck. What was really funny was Pedro was the one that kept on getting called by the ref. Pedro would bounce his hand a little. Like, yeah, like Pedro would like, do it at Wagner, distance and yeah. swing. He would. And Wagner would come he in would, straight. Yeah, he would almost like uh, like smack the shit out of Wagner. Yeah, and Wagner would just kind of smile back at him, but yeah. the ref would call it. But uh, you could hear Wagner just like you know chopping down. Because Wagner, with the way I think I was trying to figure out why I think he was getting called. Because he was chopping and Pedro was slapping. swinging. Yep, and like, it, and he it was looks doing different. This as opposed to this. Yeah, and I, I realized that during the match, I was like, because you can see it immediately. Okay, it's like that's maybe she yeah. called. And I was watching Wagner. I was like Wagner's doing that but it's equally 80, as hard. It's ADCC. Why is like, why in my in my mind do I not want to call from that? Oh, it's because he's coming. More straight with it, yeah, and it and it looks very different. Well, it's a, oh, because it's a collar tie as opposed to a as opposed to a slap. collar smack or yeah. a club or something. A club. So Wagner takes that again for the disappointment of some people, but very close decision. They were off on the mat, um, allegedly off the mat at one point in the guillotine. Wagner tapped. That being said, when I saw it, it looked like the ref had already said stop. Yeah, and then the guillotine still there, and then Wagner taps. After the ref had said yeah. stop. That's what I saw. But there's a bunch of people online that are like, you tap. I was like, when I was like Matt's side, or not Matt's yeah. side, but pretty fucking close to Matt's side, that's what I saw. The ref went stop, and then they're still in it. And then he's still And then you hear the crowd it. screaming, and then you see Wagner like go like, oh yeah, like, well, we're done. So like, yeah, you, you need, said stop, well, let me go. Let go of me. Yeah. And so that, you know, again, more controversy at ADCC. I love it. Uh, next match, we had Lucas Hulk Barbosa outscoring Josh Hanger 7-0. to um, they're, dude, they're this two, they're two training partners, and, and they beat the shit out of each was, other. It was wild because you always wonder exactly how hard two training partners are going to go mm-hmm. with each other. They freaking were beating, and they there was a little bit of like talk back and forth because you yeah. could see them like talk to each other once or or like certain little facial expressions where they looked at each other like like they knew each other's like, game knew you know that's not gonna fucking work what's wrong yeah. with you kind of I, I love this match because the ref stayed out of this match completely because again Josh and Hope kept it really clean yeah. but it was definitely like there were and I think extremely hard ties. to my knowledge Hanger was at Atos when Hulk showed up because I think the I think story so. I think the story goes that Hanger was sent to pick up Hulk at the airport when he showed up from Brazil. Oh, that's funny. And he was like, and and when he saw Hulk, he was like, "What the fuck? Like, who's this kid? Who is this guy? And I'm letting him in my car, and I don't know who the fuck this is, and he's gonna live with me now, <laughs> you know? Because like, because Hanger had the house, the Atos yeah. house, yeah. and they all that. stayed there and lived there. And he was like dispatched to go pick up this random guy. Oh, and that's it was so Hulk. funny. So I think, you know, they, they, I mean, Hanger started before he did. We were, so we were was, talking, I was like. He was sort of scouted by We were like, have these guys ever faced each other before? And then Zach turns to me and goes, yeah, probably uh, three or four times a day, uh, every In, day yeah. of the week for the last couple, for the last 10, for the last couple well, of years. Well, except for the last year, because Hulk moved to um, started Eugene, place Oregon, Oregon recently. Yeah. But, but it was just funny. You but could, like years of you them could, going and against you each could other. tell those guys were very happy to go at that speed and that intensity where other people, I think, 
you have another guy that's not Hulk or Hanger in yeah. that matchup. They kind of complain, but but both those guys were like, "This is how no. we do it. This yeah. is how we get we're down." Beat the shit out of and each the ref other. was like, "You guys know each other." Yeah. Until somebody gives me a look, like ref, are you going to step in? Neither guy did that, and it was like, it again. Watching a teammate fight is always a really weird thing in our sport, but I do appreciate the Atos guys. Like when it comes time to fight your yeah. teammates, they, they go. fucking go they and go. like. That's a rarity in the sport, and I, I really do appreciate that. Yeah, because most of the that. time they try to do, like, stupid... Uh, Not uh, a fixed fight, but, like, they do, they'll do. they hold back, or they'll go easy, yeah, and, like... Or they'll, or they'll give the win to a yeah. humane or something. And so I, I, or they I, do again, closeouts. Prop where props is due. Both those guys should They don't up. do closeouts, because I remember Hanger talking about going against Keenan, when Keenan was still Atos. Yeah. They used that. to go against each other, mm-hmm. so... They at least, uh, they know how to work yeah. it. So, next match, we had a huge upset win. Owen O'Flanagan heel-hooking Mason Fowler. Now, uh, O'Flanagan is the, the 12th seed, and Fowler is the 13th seed, technically. Oh, so, so these, these seedings are wrong. Oh, their seedings are yeah, wrong? Yeah, yeah, uh, Oh, well, then, I think, then it doesn't, then it doesn't I matter. Think, uh, I, I know O'Flanagan was not a top Yeah, because they have Jay Rodriguez as the second seed here. Uh, so, okay. it's just how the brackets are done. Okay. Um, but, no, O'Flanagan, historically, the trials winners from... Uh, UK and Europe, yeah. or not UK, like European trials winners, don't historically do very well. A lot of them look out of the first round, and so as a result, most of them match up with the 16th as the first seed into the 16th seed. Um, I he had think, Sanji, which was close to the top. Yeah, top yeah. seed. And then Owen takes out Mason Fowler, who I think most people had as fourth seed, which is just wild, and finishes him with a sub. Yeah. Um, and Fowler looked Again, everyone who gets subbed this weekend looks pissed, but it looked like Fowler was trying to counter heel hook him, and then Owen went, nah, man, I got this too. It, yeah, it was a heel hook. And then he just rips it, and I went, oh, that's super tight. And you see Fowler, like, upsettedly have to tap. Um, it was a wild moment. Like, I did not picture Fowler getting taken out first day. No, not at all. In a wild string of events. Yeah. So that was, go back and watch that thing. That's we, a really cool, like, And then we have out. a second upset of the day. This was weird because this was a non-scoring match very, very close between Mateus Denise and Giancarlo Bodoni. And then there is a takedown attempt. The guys are kind of trading takedown attempts. Yeah. And then there's a takedown attempt that ends with Bodoni with a with not a body lock. Or I, I didn't even watch it, but doesn't appear to have a body lock. And then he is restarted in the center of the mat. And Mateus Denise is complaining like, hey, he didn't have his hands locked on this body lock. Yeah. And he's kind of protesting. And the ref says, go. And Bodoni goes, well, he hasn't stopped me. Yeah. And dumps him down. Yeah. And there's a clean takedown for four points. Yeah. And then you can tell. It was a question of like, okay, is Hulk just going to quit? Or not sorry. Is, yeah. um, is Mateus just going to quit here? Because he looked like, what the fuck? I was yeah. in the middle of like yeah. trying to get my position back. And Bodoni just continues to push up, gets yeah. to his back, submits him. This is a Renick Choke, I think? Yeah, I believe so. Double check. I think this is a Renica choke. Yeah, yeah a no, triangle, triangle choke. choke. Yep, this is a triangle a, choke. Isn't it a triangle choke from the back? Isn't it like a really. This is a weird. I remember this being a yeah, weird choke. It's definitely not. Um, it's not a straight on triangle. It's either from the back or from like a side. But yeah, it's either not. inverted triangle or something. Yeah. But it was it was some submission and it was just wild because everyone went, you have a trials winner that just took out your champion. After, like, Sanji's been taken out by Owen, Mason's been taken out, like, this bracket yeah. does not look like anyone. Like, uh, I, don't, no. I don't think a single person, aside from the guys in these guys' camps, uh, I don't picked. Think. So the only, the only person that pushed through to semifinals that I expected was Hulk. 
Yeah, Hulk's there. I kind of expected Hulk to go to win one, and then no matter if it was Hanger or Brutolo, I think I think he could have took out either of those. So I expected Hulk to at least yeah. push through. So um, in our quarters now, that's all. That's all for the quarterfinals. Sorry, in the yeah. semifinals now we have Jean Carlo Bodoni versus Owen O'Flanagan. I th- Bodoni, like I think everyone now is like Bodoni's going to take it. I don't know because you also have to think about O'Flanagan, who is yeah. now. No one thought he was going to get this far. He subbed Fowler in five minutes. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Flanagan because fuck it. I I, I want to pull for him too because that's an amazing story for a European like coming into ADCC. Not coming into ADCC. Like a European guy. And I think that also forces Bordoni to play a top game. Yeah. Um, I think Owen's going to pull and go for the leg hard. I think Bordoni can deal with that, but we have seen like Nick Ronan – Submitted him, I think, a year or so ago via, I think, a knee bar. Like, yeah. Owen can do that. Yeah. And this makes it for a really interesting semifinal. Other side of the bracket, we have Lucas Hulk Barbosa versus Wagner Hosha. This is going to be a collar This is a collar tie city. Just um, pushing each other and trying for takedowns. It's just I have be no an idea. Aggressive fucking match. I think that if it gets to the mat, I think Hulk can deal with Wagner, but I don't know if Hulk can get Wagner down. And that's my question. I don't know. So I would be I would be more pushing towards Hulk, one hundred percent. If I would have saw Hulk get like a clear double, so On far or something. So far, yeah. I haven't seen him in either match really pull like his normal straight like balls to the wall straight from the middle. Yeah, double. Um, and I haven't really seen him. He's done well today. But I haven't seen him uh, with the intensity for his takedowns yeah. that I've seen Wagner with. Because Wagner, both of his matches, he was like fucking a million miles per hour. Absolutely. Going forward, trying for takedowns the entire match. Mm-hmm. Like his, his... He's just active and active and active and active. Yeah, and, active. And, and I think Hulk doesn't have that kind of... Like, he's grindy, but he doesn't have that same kind of pressure. He won't just keep... I don't know. In the match. And that could benefit him because he could then use Rocha's pushing forward As for, like, a slide-by or, like, for yeah. something that's timed. Um, so you th- pick a Hulk or Wagner here. So that's that's a rough match. Um, You've kind of convinced me for Wagner, I think. I know. Like, I, I go back and forth because I think, I think if Wagner starts pushing forward real heavy... And Hulk realizes this and can capitalize on it. He could do like a lat drop, something that yeah. like put, uses Wagner's weight into him and kind of throws him by. Um, but at the same time, I've seen Wagner able to deal with that, so crafty. and be okay with that. Like we talked about it on the, in the stands. Like Wagner is the craftiest dude in the tournament. Like that I mean, guy. Just... Don't get me wrong. I think whoever wins that match wins the whole bracket. Ooh. I think whoever wins that side wins because if it's it's Bordoni, yeah. it doesn't really matter which one. If it's O'Flanagan, I don't think it matters which one. I think that side of the bracket wins. I agree. So, I agree. Fuck um, it. I'm picking Wagner. I'm picking Wagner to go all the way. Like, I'll, I'll be Rachel diff- will be a big fan of that. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be difficult and I'm gonna go Hulk okay. just to be like the opposite hey, of you. One of us and watch watch it watch it. Oh, yeah. and take it. So which which he could do. Like, so then we could we can just sit here and, and argue about it. Regardless and then, at plus yeah. eighty eight or under eighty eight, we now have a new champion. Yeah, we do. 
and that's some wild shit. So let's move Especially on. Especially if it's at freaking Wagner Hosha, who's what? 40. 40? Yeah, yeah same 40. age as me. Which is fucking wild that like yep. dudes up there, best of the world, getting it done in the semi in the quarter sorry in the semifinals yeah. of the biggest grappling event in the history of yeah. the sport. Moving on to under seventy seven, another This dude, is a wild I am fucking happy. I called this. I called this. JT again, JT Torres. What? I called that Kenta Iwamoto is a good fucking wrestler. I was about to say, dude, you... I didn't call that. I don't know about that, because I think both of us fucked up this whole bracket. We fucked up this bracket. (laughs) Completely. Um, JT Torres defeats Kenta Iwamoto. 15 minutes. Ref's decision. No points scored. Kenta Kenta showed his wrestling. Kenta was taking JT down in the no points. And he was putting it to JT, and he was forcing JT to counter I do have to say that... JT didn't look turned on for this match. Yeah. He does for his second match, mm-hmm. which is a completely different thing to talk about. But for this match, he didn't seem awake yet. The speed wasn't there initially, and you should see Kenta like going, hey man, I'm going to hit you with everything yeah. I have with the speed. Yeah. And you saw like Torres put on the defensive yeah. early, and then late in the match, it seemed like Kenta was good for about eight, nine minutes. Yeah, and then, then he started He started to waver, and JT started to kind of turn up his speed, yeah. turn up his pace, get into the groove, and then JT, JT yeah. started to impose on him, and eventually that what that's what led to JT yeah. getting the decision, especially towards the end, when he imposed more positional diamonds on Kenta Iwamoto. But I think a lot of people are going to be way higher on Iwamoto now because of this match with JT yeah. Torres because he again he took JT to a ref's decision and contended with him in the wrestling yeah. in the early stages of the match which well, and he very showed, few people could he do. showed at trials that he could wrestle yeah and um, and he has been at B team for quite a bit I, I watched videos of him at yeah. B team I'm just so happy that I job. looked at this matchup and was like with all the mess ups of the bracket that we have and all the things we picked wrong Dude, so I looked at this that... matchup and went that's going to be interesting I think that would be closer than people think it was and it is. Yeah. And that was awesome. But JT moves on. Next, we had Tommy Langacker versus PJ Barch. PJ Barch takes that in regulation. A three-point score. Um, Barch looks good. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get we'll into more from Barch here that. in a second. Yeah. Next match, we had Cade Rotolo submitting Lachlan Giles. Everyone was very sad. Seven fifty-eight. It was an armbar, arm Yeah, it was yeah. an armbar. So Cade was, was like basically... like a jumping armbar. Cade was... Lachlan was playing like on his back directly. Lachlan was playing a very playful game. A very inverted time. game, looking for yeah. the leg. Really looking for the legs. You can but tell that. But he was that. very playful. He wasn't aggressive. Yeah, he, he was, was gonna, like completely upside down. Like he was looking to counter Cade. Yeah. He was looking to stop the guard passing because Cade was looking yeah. to go to north south the guard pass, and Lachlan was lifting up and putting his yeah. hands in the chest of Cade. And then normally with people at a regular speed, you can pull your hands away if they start to collect your arm. Yeah, and he starts to do that, but Cade jumps over yeah. to his body and jumps this armbar yeah. pulls it over and is able to finish locking with the armbar here um Kay looks good it's uh you know it's unfortunate to see Lachlan again four ADCCs in a row taken out in the first round we're huge fans of Lachlan but it uh, happens but Kay Bertolo uh avenges his brother's loss in the previous round yeah. moving on for the first time for him in ADCC next match we had Roberto Jimenez versus Andy Varela to beat Roberto Jimenez, you gotta go for his legs. Andy Varela knew the formula and did it. He got a heel hook in, I think. No, Jimenez defeated Andy Varela. Oh, long match. Vera, via rear naked, naked choke around five minutes. Yeah, right before points happened, um, Jimenez gets to the back, his double unders, and then 
there's one thing. If Menes gets to your back, there is a high chance he finishes you. I wonder what actually, okay, statistics-wise, for guys that Jimenez has gotten to the back of, how often he finishes. Because usually when he gets someone's back, I remember him finishing. Like, okay. he very rarely gets shucked off the back or gets turned off the back. If he gets there, he finishes. That's what happened with Varela here, is he gets there and yeah. finishes. Um, he looked good today. He did look good. He definitely good. had, he, he definitely, it was the, it was the Roberto that we saw at um, trials, at, yeah. at Brazilian trials. Definitely. Really playing that heavy double under game. Next match, we had Dante Leon versus Majid Haig. I think this was a wrist lock. Yeah, it was some kind of arm lock, wrist lock, something, something. Yeah. Um, let's see what it says. It says triangle arm bar. I thought this was a wrist lock. But, but there we were was also something. we really couldn't see from yeah. our angle what exactly happened. Dante submitted him with something in the arm. He had he and he had some kind of like uh, belly down arm bar sort of yeah. situation going on. So. This was quick in the match. Two forty three in. Um, yeah. Dante again, your seated guy, your fourth place yeah. finisher in twenty nineteen. Majid getting a late replacement slot in. Yeah. This is sort of what the bracketing you expected, yeah. but we, we're big fans of Majid. Actually, we're big fans of Dante, too. Yeah. Gets subbed pretty quickly, and Dante moves on. Next match, we had the Polish Mateusz, Mateusz Szynski, yeah. defeating William Tackett by heel hook in just under three minutes, 257. That was freaking wild. That was shit. unexpected as fuck. Because, yeah. again, a lot of guys, we haven't pulled a lot of tape on Mateusz since trials. Yeah. Like, we were caught on him in trials for European trials because he looked really good. He got beat by Oliver Taza in the finals. But, he got, but it was because he pulled when he shouldn't have pulled. He made a very small yeah. mistake there and pulled. So it wasn't It wasn't like a... It was a tactical error, not, a, a, tactical, tactical, not yeah. a technical error. Yeah. And then to take out your U.S. trials champion for West Coast trials, William Tackett won the biggest trials ever. That quick. And then he gets beat in two and a half minutes by your late replacement from Europe. Like, yeah. that's a massive upset. Yeah. And Mateus showed that, like, yeah, he's, like... He deserved to be there. And that's even off of um, yesterday of Andrew Tackett winning the absolute uh, for the Open. Like, the Tackett brothers were high, were feeling good, and it just, it was wild to see Szynski be able to submit him so quickly in a very unexpected result for a late replacement. Next match, we had a a full regulation, 10 minutes. Michael Gavau defeats Oliver Taza by five points. Um, I forget, was it a takedown and then a mount? Or was it a back take? Take down a back take? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't I don't remember exactly what happened in this match. I know that Gavao looked dominant. Um, I, know, I think Tazo went to his legs a little bit, but Gavao looked on top, and I don't think was ever forced to the bottom from no. Tazo. Next match we had Nikki. Uh, but I think he played on the bottom for a bit. Did he? Yeah, I think he played on bottom for a bit. Um, I don't remember the sequence that actually led to the score. Um, but they did exchange back and forth, I believe. Okay. I, I, don't, I, I openly don't, I don't recall this one. Uh, a lot of matches today. Uh, we saw Nicky Ryan defeat, or sorry, we saw Renato Canuto defeat Nicky Ryan. Five points, score. Yeah. Um, this was really a question for us, like, where is Nicky Ryan at? And Canuto had a rough match with Langacker a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I was thinking that the style matchup would be similar to the PJ Barch matchup for Nikki Ryan. I think that was kind of correct. Canuto yeah. doesn't wrestle up in the same way that Barch does, but he was able to score on Nikki Nick, Ryan. Nikki then... Ryan's wrestling didn't look bad today. At no, all. it looked good. Like it looked good. He he. It definitely was not a bad showing from Nikki Ryan, who we haven't seen for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just that you know, towards the end, Canuto just 
picked up the pace on him. I think that's what it was. It was a pace yeah. change that Nicky Ryan just couldn't kind of keep with. And then he once he got scored on, he couldn't come back from that score deficit, and Canuto knew knew he could just keep him there. And that's you know that yeah. was the match. In the quarterfinals, well, one of the two biggest from maybe five biggest upsets of the tournament. What? We had PJ Barch yeah. defeating JT Torres. By score, he, he scores a clean takedown late in the match Dude, um, with like think, two hits, or three minutes left. I believe it was a double, wasn't it? It was a it was, it was a double, a and then double. he swings him and he yeah. gets outside the leg, so it was a clean takedown. So yeah. ACC, you get two points if you end up with a takedown that ends in the guard. You yeah. get four points for was, a takedown that ends up outside def- of the guard. It was definitely pretty, and yeah. this was also the one where um, we saw PJ. We saw Torres shoot, and then PJ block the reshot. Yeah, because this is a he, fun wrestling. He match. had yeah, because JT would JT would reshoot. He would shoot and then reshoot. Yeah, shot reshot. And so PJ would put his arm down and kind of block the reshot yeah. when it would come. Scoop it. Yeah, it was it was beautiful. We did see JT Torres in the no point section hit a takedown on PJ Barch. I think they both hit takedowns on the no point yeah, section. Yeah, in the no point section, but they kept on getting back up. It wasn't yeah. like they could hold each other down at any point. And then, but it was crazy to see that takedown. You saw, it was like two and a half minutes left, and I yeah. went, I don't I know. I mean, PJ, I mean, has been wrestling for a very long time. Oh, yeah, and you know he's good you know? I mean, to take JT Torres down, but it was wild in the real time to watch the match. JT Torres, your two-time ADCC champion, back-to-back. Suddenly, like, he's down four points with two minutes left, and I went, I don't think in eight minutes he hasn't been able to score. Seven yeah. minutes he hasn't been able to score on Barch. I don't think that suddenly in the next three minutes, yeah. especially from bottom position, he's going to be able yeah. to score. And he got out of bottom position and got back up and started shooting again. But Barch knew it's Barch, like, I have Barch, to block the shots and that's all you got to yeah. do. And I have to be aggressive enough to not get called for penalties. But I have my clean take down the four points. I think, at one point, I, I think at one point Barch did get a penalty. Because remember, he had two penalties yes. against him. Yes. Because at the very end of the match, that. towards the very end... JT only would have needed a takedown. Yeah, he would only need two to actually tie yep. it. Because PJ had four points, but he also had two... Negatives. Negatives, because he... I mean, he was. I he actually was didn't see why he got the negatives. I was, I was like, I was just I think he was laser just, focused on the match. I think he was just being conservative, and he was blocking JT as opposed to actually trying to initiate hey, takedowns. It's not, it's not disallowed in the rules. You know, you can order, you can get as many negative points as you want. It's not disallowed in the rules. It is no. a tactic, and here, you know, PJ Bart yeah. shows that it is an effective tactic to beat JT Torres, you know, two-time ADC's champion. I don't, I don't know if anyone that had this bracket, eh, a couple people did, but the majority of people had Torres moving through. I mean, I, I love PJ. I probably said that last night when yeah. we filmed it or when we did this, um, but I didn't expect for him to be able to beat JT. No. PJ's, PJ's, but he showed that he is... Yeah. Amazing here. Next match, we had Cade Rotolo. This is the match I messed up. Yeah. Um, submitting Roberto Jimenez via heel hook in a minute and 53. Again, we, we know Jimenez is, has a weakness to the leg locks, specifically the heel so hooks. So this is the second quickest. Because the first quickest third. is... Third. Heisman, I think, is on, on Cyborg's a minute 15. Oh, uh, okay. So it's third. So okay. Craig Jones, 18 seconds. Then then Heisman Reed. Heisman, 115. And, and then, then this was 153. Yeah. Um, because we really, didn't we didn't have a lot of matches today that were super super quick. No. Yeah. No, the match bracket was fun, but yeah, we, we just we know that the Rotolos have good leg locks, and we know that Jimenez historically has struggled in that area. Roberto, or, you know, Kai, Cade Rotolo has great game planning. He decided, yep, that's where I'm going to go. Puts it into Jimenez's legs and, and gets a quick tap. 
Next match, we had Dante Leon taking a rough decision after 15 minutes over Mateusz Szczynski. Um, this was a back-and-forth match. Mateusz had some really good moments on the legs. Yeah. Dante was active, was aggressive, was pressuring on top for the majority of the match. Um, I don't remember him playing off his back in this match. Who? Dante. He did not. He was, it was Szczynski getting under him, yeah. X-guard sweeps and over. And like Szczynski did a great job with the legs from the bottom, but was never able to get Dante out of position. Dante was just super diligent, stayed on top, did a great job, and moves on after a ref's decision. Um, next one we had Michael Gavao defeating Renato Canuto via sub in 159. I think fourth fastest submission of the tournament. Yep, it would be. Let's see what this guy is. It is a arm bar. Yeah, how did this one actually come through? Um, I think... What was what was this one off of? This was a weird armbar, I think. I think this was Mike was trying to like push it over his thigh and then transitioned eventually to get Canuto to get the arm trapped. I think this was one where I actually didn't have a good angle okay. on exactly what was happening on the mat. And yeah. so I was trying to look between the mat and finally by this point of the day they had the secondary screens you could look at throughout the arena. Yeah. Um, but I think I struggled to actually figure out exactly what had submitted Canuto for this one. But again, very, very quick sub. Uh Michael Gavao looked amazing on the day. Yeah, he did. Semi-final matchups we got for tomorrow. We have PJ Barch versus Cade Rotolo. I think this is a rematch. I think it is too, because I think they went against each other. At one of the Who's number one cards, if I recall correctly. And I, for some reason, think that Cade took this, or it was very close. I don't exactly, I don't recall. I don't recall, but I think it was close last time. Um... And we have Dante Leon versus yeah, Michael Yeah, they went against each other at the first eight, uh, North American Trials. Cade uh, or Cade beat him. Cade beat him. How did he beat him? Do you know? Uh, I do not know. So it's an ADCC rematch. Cade has won. I, I'm going to go Cade. He has that fire from his brother's loss um, in his division. I think that's going to carry him through and push him through. Barch beating JT Torres. Barch can absolutely beat Cade Rotolo here. Um... I, I, this is a tough one to pick. I'm going to go, I'm definitely going Barch only because Barch beat JT. JT. I'm going to go. And I think that, and I think that is a big sign of where Barch is right now. Yeah. Um, and I think he has the skill set and I think he has the coaching to be able to beat um, Cade. I'm going to go Cade because it's a rematch and he's already beat him in the same rule set. I think he will know how to implement the same strategy that he had before, and I think that's what we will see. Again, I also think that given the upset nature of this bracket, rematches don't mean shit. Yeah. Uh, Dante Leon versus Michael Gavao. I- I'm going to go Michael Gavao on this. This is a rematch as well. Yeah. Dante uh, beat him. Did he beat? This was the really controversial one. I think Michael Gavao won this, but we thought Dante won. This was very, very close last time. I think Michael Gavao has continued to make... It was who's number one. Yeah. And, and it was close and it was controversial. I remember that. Yeah. I'm going to go Michael Gavao on this. He is... He has only shown me in this tournament that he is absolutely as good as I think he is. The youngest world champion um, that we have ever had in the IBJJF. I think he becomes the youngest uh, champion for ADCC. Okay. I am going to go Galval. Um, do you think he matches up with Cade or Barch? And who do you th- I think? I think Galval takes that regardless. 
I think Galvao takes yeah, 77. Yeah, I think, I think Galvao takes 77. Dude, the way that unless he is transitioning kind of, through the subs yeah, and the mounts today. Yeah, unless something crazy fucking happens. I mean... <laughs> which which has been a which, metaphor for the I mean, weekend. The whole weekend's been kind of insane, but... I, I can't pick a third-place matchup here. I don't think I have anything to offer, realistically, with any of these. No, we do have a third-place, don't we? Yeah, we've been talking about it a little bit. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think I have anything... I think that maybe we get a matchup between Dante and Barch... Um, yeah, I think Barch pushes I, through. I, I think it becomes Barch and Galval, which they have never won against each other. So that would be fun. Um, which would be fun. I, I think Galval has his movements a little smoother, and I think he's able to get to Barch's back. Um, I think he gets mad. I think he scores on Barch. Yeah. I don't I just, know if he gets to Barch's back, but I think he probably gets an arm. Yeah, and I'm sorry. I don't actually. I actually don't know if he subs Barch, but yeah. I think that he. I think it is a it is a match that gets wild, but I do think that positionally, Galvao is able to deal with Barch and and score on him. It, weirdly enough, if if Dante pushes through rather than Galvao, mm-hmm. then that makes an easier run for Barch because Barch has already beat Leon. Yeah. Now at a different skill set or a different rule set, set but, but rematches. Yeah, he so has, he has beat him. So. That's a huge toss-up. Pick and choose how you want to pick that one. Let's move on to the men's 66 kilogram. One of the biggest upsets in the entire tournament. We had um, Sam McNally defeating Gary Tonin, three points, taking out what a lot of people had as the number one seed, maybe the number two seed if Kennedy's there. Sam McNally moves on. I don't think. Anyone expected that takes Gary Tonin down? Oh, not takes yeah. him down. Um, three points. No, he takes him down. He took him down. He, he got three points. That yeah. was it. Was it a mount or a guard pass? I'm trying to think. I thought it was a takedown, but yeah. he has three points here in our score. So but it could have been. It, it you know what it might have been. It might have been Sam might have pulled guard or some sort of guard, and Tonin could have passed because that would have been three, and that sounds. Or Tone of, Tone of up, all the way around backwards. Um, I don't. I don't remember. I Regardless, don't, yeah. I was. I was shocked. Again, when we had a European trials this winner. Was, this was one of those matches that happened, and then all of a sudden, I was watching some other match yeah. as this was happening, and I was like, "Oh shit, Gary Tonin just lost." And I don't remember. Yeah. I really don't. But huge, huge upset. They upset, announced it on yeah. the comment or on the the stadium as maybe the biggest upset in ADCC history. I don't think so, but. I don't think so either, but I think it's still pretty wild. I Next think there's some more wild uh, upsets this weekend. We had Josh Cisneros defeating a bricked-up Ethan Cronston at four, at 13.44 with what was like a... It was like a weird straight arm lock, shoulder lock that yeah. he pulled behind him. And yeah. I thought Cronston, in two moments, was going to let it break. Yeah. There was another sub earlier that was super deep, and I was like, well, Cronston's going to let it break today. There was also Kralistein looked like otherworldly physique. Yeah, it, a reverse armbar is what they call it. Yeah, um, and it was in overtime, but it—I don't know. Kralistein like his—he was picking up Josh's leg at will in the beginning five minutes of the match. He was just reaching down, starting to take down Sisneros. Yeah, starting he, to take would, down he Cisneros. Would, his his single was literally like the big boy single where you just grab the leg. Yeah. As opposed to like shooting or having to get into it, he was just picking it up. It was, it was just like it was pretty wild to watch yeah. because you could tell Sisters like wasn't letting him do it. Yeah, you see, but Sisters really couldn't do anything about and it. And then either. later in the match, you saw Sisters kind of figure out the timing for Constant, yeah. and eventually 
throw up his legendary submission game and get it done. But this is one to this is one to go back and rewatch. This was a lot of yeah. fun. This is showing how much heart and kind of toughness Ethan has. And I wonder if this is the Ethan that we're going to see forward or not. Because we haven't seen this Ethan before. <sighs> I don't know if he can maintain that level of shape. Yeah. That is phenomenal. I mean, he looks... It, there was, I, I don't know, phenomenal. and I don't know if so, some of it might have been a cut, like he was cutting, and that's why he. Was I think he's so, definitely having a cut because he's yeah. posted weigh-in pictures every day, and like there's a big question of like, is he going to make weight yeah. the next day? Yeah. Um, well, he doesn't have to worry about yeah. that now. So <laughs> moving on, we have Colabate and Fabricio Andre. Fabricio takes it after a 15-minute ref's decision. Um, I gave it to Fabricio. A lot of the arena did not. Um, yeah. He was just more active. He was just more aggressive. He was the initiator. And he was pressuring in. Um, Abate was, again, had some good moments. But if you have a very, very close match, you give yeah. it to the aggressor. Fabricio was the aggressor yeah. in the match. And I think that's just, um, that's where the decision lies. And I, that's what I had picked when they gave the decision for him. Uh, we have um, Diego Hayes versus Ash Williams. Close match. Again, this is on the other side of the mat. I wasn't actually able to see a ton of this match. Um, but it's a two-point score after 10 minutes. Um, and Ash gets taken out and Hayes moves on. Kennedy Masael defeats uh, Gio Martinez by submission. I think it was Rinnick a choke. Uh, he, was on, he was on. I remember him being I on so. Geo's back for a while. This was again on mat three. We were close to mat one, so it was kind of hard to see. And they were facing away from us when the submission happened. Um, Kennedy really controlled the back well for I think a couple of minutes of the match, and then eventually was able to get Geo done. Get Geo finished, which is crazy because yeah, every naked show. Geo is a super hard guy to finish, so it really speaks to the finishing mechanics of Kennedy. Like, I don't remember the last time Geo actually got finished by someone. Uh, Mikey Musumeci couldn't do it. Like, it's it's wild that uh, he was actually able to didn't, fit it. Didn't? No, he didn't. Because this was the match that Mikey got all mad afterwards. Yeah. Yep. I was trying to remember which Mikey match this was. Yeah. No, didn't finish him. So crazy that Kenny was able to finish him. Um, Kenny looks amazing. Next match we had Keith Kikorian going against Diego Pato Oliveira. Uh, he look, I think. Yeah. I looked away for one split second to look at Matt 3. This is on Matt 1 in front of us and I looked over and I saw Keith had gotten heel hooked and uh, straight, it says straight ankle lock. Oh, and it was foot lock. But um, it was definitely Keith was was definitely was limping, limping. and he was helped off yeah. the mat which is unfortunate. We're again, huge fans of Keith and watching oh, him yeah, for definitely. years. Um, hope that he heals up well. Pato looks good. Pato looks, and he looks hungry for the legs. Yeah. We'll talk about that next match, but dude, Pato wants to break your feet off. Yeah. And it's, he is aggressive about it. Next match, we had a 15 minute decision. Jeremy Skinner takes over AJ Agazarm. Agazarm proceeds to stand on the mat and argue for two points for yeah. some time. Which, I mean, part of that is the whole once you leave the mat, you can't complain anymore. Right. Rule. You know what I mean? So you can't. Like, technically, depending on your rule set, there's certain rules. ABCC doesn't have that rule. I know, but, like, he's used to IBJJF. Right. And IBJJF, once you leave the mat, you're no, you're no longer allowed to argue it. Right. Um, but AJ kind of looked like, you know, well, kind of looked like a little angry kid. He wasn't that leaving wanted, and refused yeah. to leave. And then so eventually they turned the lights of, off on him. And, eventually he was know. sort of escorted out, and then he was back. <laughs> and it was, he, he, did, he did what AJ Agazarm does in those moments. Yeah. Um, but Jeremy Skinner moves on. Um, again, I'm not sure with AJ's performance if he's going to get an invite back. He did. Yeah. He had to do trials this year. And I do appreciate that. he did that, trials at 77. He didn't do them at But 66. I do appreciate, though, that he did trials to show that he wanted to be there. Yeah. And 
you have a former medalist, a silver place medalist that is coming to your trials. Again, for all the shit AJ gets and for, you know, who pe- how people think about him and who he is, I do really appreciate that he put his money where his mouth is, showed up, did trials as a medalist, yeah. did well at trials, ran to Barch, who obviously we know now yeah. is on that level and like, you know, one of the best guys in the world. Yeah. Still comes in the bracket. Um so I do appreciate that from yeah. Agus Arm for everything else of all yeah. day for him. Our, our next match is a match that I need to go back and look at because I watched this match real time. I watched it again. I watched and it again. Did like, you watch yes. it again? Dude, I swear to God, and, and I could be wrong, but I swear, and I'm not just saying because Rune Alvarenga is from Marcelo Garcia. I've seen him. I've been in the same room as him. He's crazy good. Yeah. He jumps a guillotine, a standing guillotine. And I swear, like, you can look at Gabriel Souza's neck. We were close enough to look at his neck and see that he had it. And that he was up in the air on Souza. Souza drops. Did he drop because he passed out? Did he drop because he was slamming him? Who knows? But Gabriel Souza all of a sudden is completely fighting out of it when he hits the ground. Yeah. Makes me wonder. Alvarenga definitely so, thought that he put him out. I watched this again because I was curious. Yeah. I, I looked over at another mat and I was like, what happened? Because everyone screamed. Yeah. I watched it again on the replay. He goes, so he drops his arms like he's limp like 15 seconds earlier in that. Uh, so and then he drops again like he's limp again. And then on like another time, Gabriel drops down like he's limp, but he slams and then immediately posts out. If you go on, I put a lot of people to sleep with yeah. the team before like this. If you put someone to sleep and they drop you like that, they are usually you can't immediately put your hands on the mat okay. and posture up. He is instantaneously okay. postured up and out. Now, was he close? I can't tell you that. Yeah. Only only Gabriel Souza knows that. Yeah. But you do not posture up as that quickly if you're if you're unconscious yeah. from something like that. So okay. I don't th- I don't think he went to sleep. It looked like he went to sleep. Real time, but rewatching yeah. it and actually looking for it. Was he asleep? And people always and people do sometimes play like they're passing yeah. out. You know what I mean? But he slammed you out. Play of the it. game of like, oh, I'm going out, so you let go of yeah. things. Souza scores five, gets out of it. Go back and watch that match. See what you think. DS, DMS for what you think about that. Uh, if you saw, like, he was definitely out, main. Hit me up on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, I mean, and I'm happy. Know, to, I'm happy to talk about it to you. It's pretty crazy. Speak about how awesome guillotines are. Uh, had, I mean, he had a bunch of guillotines in the beginning of that match. Yeah. That, that, was that, a fun, match that was a fun was match. was like him going after Suze's go, neck. Go back and rewatch that match because that was actually a lot of fun. This, this whole this bracket was a lot of fun. That was a particular yeah. one that was, that was neat to watch. We're big fans of Gabriel Souza on the show. Yeah. And oh, so yeah, definitely. Cool to see him perform well. But I don't see Ruin Avarenga very often either. No, and, and I want to see, yeah, see more yeah. of him now. Yeah, like, that's I do too. Awesome. He's really shown like, oh, you can almost beat Gabriel Souza. Like, I want to see more Super yeah. Price with you on him. Sam McNally in the quarterfinals uh, takes on Josh Cisneros. Josh Cisneros takes that after 15 minutes. Rough decision. Very close fight. Um, and Cisneros shows, like, yeah, you beat Gary Tonin. Yeah. I beat you. Um, Cisneros looked good. Cisneros' legs weren't taped up this time. I thought it was wow. really interesting. His ankles weren't all taped up like they were at West Coast Trials. Yeah. And he, he kind of vacillates between both of those where either – being completely taped up or not taped up at all. And I never, like, I want to talk to him and go, hey, Josh, what's with that? Because looks amazing today, 
ankles aren't taped up, and I wonder if there's something or there's something more to that. It could just be that he every once in a while fucks up an ankle, and you yeah. have to tape both of them. You can't tape one. Yeah, you can't. You can't give your opponent the information where like, oh, that ankle's. I mean, there's up certain one. things you can get away with, like let's say wrists, hands. Yeah, you can wrap one hand. Well, that's an old judo you can thing. Get away I, with that. I learned from a judo well, coach like, years ago. It was like you, if you have an injury, you always mirror wrap. Yeah. Both. So that yeah. your opponent doesn't know which one's the injured one because they both have the same wraps yeah. on either especially side. especially with legs and knees yeah. and shit like that. Like knee braces, leg braces. Like if you have a knee brace on one of your knees, I'm going after that. Like him at leg. that knee, that's the bad yeah. that's the easy I'm knee. I'm going after that going one. After, yeah, yeah. So, it's just the But way. It, it's just interesting that he didn't have it on today and he looks in rare form. Next match we had Fabricio Andre taking on Diego, ha- Diego Hayes. Um, Hayes wins. This was close. And you can make an argument for either one of these yeah. guys. Fabricio is the aggressor at the beginning of the match, towards the middle of the match. Haste in the overtime takes his back, yeah. tries to choke him. Like, pick and choose what you think is important in this match. That's going to be where your decision goes. But it's a crazy match. It's, it's a, a crazy it's a match. match. It's a teammate match. They both have the they both have the same gear on. Yeah. They, have, they both have the blue fighters mark shorts. Yeah. They were part of the Polaris squads uniform. Yeah. Both shirtless, and I was like, "That's a well, wild." Well, because they both match. initially had the Brazil shirts. Yes. Yeah, the the yellow Brazil shirts on from the Polaris squads event. Um, this is a wild match again. Controversial decision or not. Very, very close margins. I don't have any issue with Baby Shark going on yeah. here, taking out Hokage. But uh, this, go back and watch this. This was fun. This was like really entertaining. We're going to see a lot more from both of these guys. I think sure. Diogo Race is a guy that we're going to see for many, many years to come. He's 20 years old right now. He's on the level. Yeah. And it's, it'll be very exciting to continue to cover him over the next couple of years. Next, we have Kennedy Masiel. Getting submitted by Diego Pato Oliveira. This was a was heel hook or knee yeah, bar? I think it was a heel hook, but let me double check. Let's so Pato comes out hunting the legs and hunting them hard and ties Kennedy up for heel pretty hook. much the entirety heel of the hook match. Heel hook at 741. Yeah. He ties up 51. Kennedy for the majority of the match and then eventually 741 of the match gets the finish. Yeah. And that's – it was wild. Kennedy's – again, we now have no former medalists – in the finals, in the quarterfinals, yeah, and that or sorry, in the semifinals. That's wild. Next match we had uh, Gabriel Souza taking on Jeremy Skinner and Gabriel. That Souza. was the last match of the day. That was the last match. Yes, and that was today. a rear naked choke finish. I think. Yeah. Um, Gabriel Souza looks good, and Jeremy Skinner's run at five thirty-nine. Mounted triangle choke. I mean, those are all kind of like guillotines. Those <laughs> are all kind of like chokes anyway. Um, yeah, we, we at that point we had watched. Uh, we start. We got there. I think it's seven thirty in the morning. The event started at. We talk about almost we, eleven. Do you know how often on this show we talk about how tired we are and how many watch, matches we watch? Hey man, I love jujitsu. Probably we should probably stop. You know, I love jujitsu. I do it for shit. you guys. Um, and then this match, it's I not think, like we finished. Be doing it. this shit anyway. I do it anyway. I do it. I just love talking about jujitsu, so we do it every week. Uh, I think this match ended at I think close to six o'clock p.m. So if I'm messing up some of the results from memory, that's why. Um, in the finals here, we got – semifinals, we got Josh Tishneros and Diego Reyes. Diego Reyes. What's with Diego Reyes' little, like, hip thing that he keeps on doing? The little, like – it almost looks like some kind of, like, comic book stomp that he does before he competes. Oh, some guys do that. What? Some guys just do that. 
It's a He's thing. the only one that fucking does it. It's an MMA thing. Or sorry, it's a thing I know from MMA. My, oh, okay. uh, my first gym. He does this like weird ass that. like hip like. Yeah, he opens his legs up and he fucking does a big ass stance. And yeah, it's, like, it's, like it's a almost like anime character. Yeah, thing, is what yeah. it looks like to me. Like, I don't what know, the man. Fuck? Have character. Show me on the mat. I love to see it. He has a little stomp and it's fucking <laughs> awesome. And it gets like yeah, baby shark's going out. Baby shark versus Josh Tishneros. What do you think? And I've thrown it to you because I have no idea what to pick on this one. I don't know because Cisneros looks good, but Hayes looks good too. All right, I mean, next they match. Both, they both, I mean, they're both, they both look really really good right now. I, Diego I Pato no Oliveira versus Gabriel Souza. Who you pick? I think this I is think, a rematch. I, go, I think I go Pato. I think I go Pato I too. I go Pato Dude going into looks, the feet and just like. He just, like, he just looks like. Like, no one has put Pato in a spot where I'm like, oh, he's going to come back from my Like, Gabriel Souza had a rough match early. I think Pato continues to go on. I think Pato's in the finals. Does he take on Cisneros or does he take on Hayes? Because I that, that's the hardest match to pick. I think I think Pato takes this division regardless. Yeah, I think he um, does. I think... I kind of want to go Cisneros. Having that size advantage over want, Diogo Reis. I, I want to go the opposite direction. I want to go Hayes. You know, Baby Shark? I want to go Baby Shark. So possibly a ba- uh, Baby Shark and Pato final or a so Cisneros and so Pato final. all Brazil. Also could easily Gabriel Souza could yeah. show up and show, you know, that he's world level. And yeah, and one it, of the best it, in the it world is too. tomorrow, yeah. which is a different day. Mm-hmm. So who knows what the hell will happen. Third place match, any ideas? It, I think it's all, it's just a, it's, it's. Who knows? I have no idea. Um, it's wild. It's I, I, won't, I don't want to. I actually can't make a guess because I'm too tired. Yeah. Let's move on to the women's. We're going to do women's plus 60 or women's under 60. We're going to do plus 60 because that's why I just clicked on. Awesome. For women's plus reason, 60. We have Gabby Garcia it's not defeating. I'm my brackets. Um, oh, because I'm not on the internet anymore. Uh, Thank defeating. You. Thank you, MG. Nikki, Nikki Lloyd Griffiths by sub at 9.53, really close to the end of the, of the time after getting six points. Um, Nikki takes a shot. Gabby is able to sprawl it off, get get her down. I think eventually get a rear naked choke win. Yeah, she kind of smothers her for a yeah. bit. She does what Gabby does. Just what Gabby does at ECC, which yeah. is what we've seen for years and years and years. Gabby's it works so well. so much freaking larger than She Gabby. knows how to do it. She knows how to leverage that. Yeah. She was very much larger than Nikki Wood Griffiths here. Yeah. And used that size to effectively keep her down in pressure and impose. Yeah. Next match, we had Amy Campbell versus Elizabeth Clay. Campo takes that on three points after ten minutes. Um, Clay looked for the knee bars on the bottom, yeah. one of the leg locks. That's really what she was looking for. And Campbell was able to kind of was able to avoid all the leg locks, yeah. and get out of some a couple of really deep knee bars. Yeah, leg I don't locks. know if Campo just didn't give a shit, dude. Wh- like there was whatever. a couple times where I'm like. I know that freaking hurts. Like, watch this I match. Know this is Matt three. Unfortunately, we're in front of yeah. Matt one. Watch this match because this is like, you don't like your knees. This is a Clay was going hard. Clay is a, one of the best female leg lockers in the world. She was going hard on Amy yeah. Campbell's legs, and Amy Campbell was just calm, cool, yeah. collected, making space, clearing the knee line consistently. I was yeah. very, very impressed. Is able to score and take out Clay and move on. Rafaela Gettys versus Kriston. Uh, Christ- oh man, everyone's messing her name up this weekend. I'm, I wanted to. The Cy- woman from Cyprus. Yeah. Um, that match was a lot closer than I expected. It's 15 minutes. Went to overtime. Yeah. And Gettys had to score late in the 15, yeah. in the in the overtime. But it was, it, I mean, 
It was. It was. A, I think Getty's later in the match started to figure her out a little bit so? and started to impose. But in the beginning of the match with the takedowns, um, yeah. I was very, very impressed. And Getty's had to kind of change her strategy, change her timing, yeah. and dig deep to impose late in the match. Again, very, very impressed. Yeah. With and uh, we only Christa had one Lowe. round of the women, so yeah, we didn't really get a lot to view some of these. You know, mm-hmm. of some of these women. We only got one matches. match versus two. Yeah. Next match we have Kendall Rusling def- uh, defeating. Uh, Giovanna Giovanna Jara uh, Giovanna came out immediately like, put Kendall down and I went Whoa, oh, I don't think people yeah. thought this match was going to go like this yeah um, and then first like what two or three minutes of the match just imposed maybe even yeah. longer on the match imposed on Kendall Kendall was able to eventually get back up yeah. get on top impose start scoring scores five nothing on Jara and take it but I am very very curious to see what development Jara makes yeah. because she put Kendall on the back feet and had there been score, would have been scoring on Kendall early. Very, very impressed. Yeah. Few people are able to take down Kendall that quickly and she came out so aggressively and looked amazing. Second day, we're going to get semifinals. We're going to get Gabby Garcia versus Amy Campo. A match I'm really excited about, although with Gabby Garcia and how she looks, I think that it will look very similar to most of Gabby's ADCC matches. I don't know, because Campo... Campo, I, I think she... I think she has a night to game plan. Yeah, And I definitely. think... I think, I think you already have some And I think she plan. has some... She has some smart coaches um, at Zenith. Yep. And I think she's also scrappy as, as hell. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and she's larger. She is bigger... She doesn't seem bigger, but she definitely is large. Yeah, like, she's not. She's closer to Kendall's size. Co- than, yeah, she's than a little like bit bigger size. than probably Lloyd Griffiths is. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I could see her maybe trying to, you know, kind of impose the same strategy that Levy imposed yeah. on Garcia. Yeah. Um, get to the outside. Don't get under her, mm-hmm. and don't let her walk you down. Don't mm-hmm. let her impose herself upon you. Another match um, rematch between Alfred Legettis and Kendall Rusling. I forgot how this one went last time. We'll find but, out. But um, both came from kind of from behind initially early in their matches. I think I lean heavier for Geddes here just because... It was who's number one they went against each yeah. other. Your result? No, I just had that they went against each other. Still looking. Yeah. I, I kind of want to lean Geddes here, although Kendall looks... In really good shape. That, but that that Jara match gives me some kind of concern, and even um, Getty's first match kind of gives me concern of like if they come out slow or how are they feeling on the day. You know, can can either one of those replicate the beginning performances of their first round matches? I think both of them can. I think Getty's can come out really aggressively and do the same thing to Kendall that um, that Jara did. And in the same way that Kendall can do the same thing that Crystal Doro did to Gettys, Gettys. Uh, swept Rusing to mount and finished a guillotine on her. Yeah, I, I think Gettys. One. I think Gettys takes it again um, with that rematch yeah. because I just think that she has the formula. She's done it. She's done it before. She will have the confidence going into it. Kendall will absolutely change her game plan to yeah. deal with Gettys, but usually on the show I don't pick against. The winner of the rematch. I'm gonna yeah. kind of, I mean, especially ADCC, hold that true. 
Um, I think we're going to get Geddes in the finals. I think we're going to get Geddes versus Garcia. I think that Garcia will slow down Geddes and impose from top like she always does in the finals. I think we're going to have Campo and Geddes. Okay. Who do you think takes that? And I think uh, I think Geddes still takes okay. Campo. Do you think for your third place match, I think we're going to have Kendall and Campo. I think Kendall takes that. You think we're going to have Garcia and Kendall. Who do you think takes that? I mean, unfortunately, I think Gabby takes that okay. over over Kendall. She's the veteran against, experience they've won, against, they've won against each other before. Yeah, I think Gabby finished it with an Americana yeah, or something. And I don't think I, – I think – Roosting would have to change her game plan to deal with Garcia. Yeah. Because she definitely, she she pushes forward and she comes straight at you. And I think with somebody like Garcia, you have to work angles and you have to come around her. Because mm-hmm. she's so freaking huge that you can't, like, try to get under her. You can't try to wrestle her. You right. have to outside wrestle her. You can't, like, straight forward. Yeah. I mean, and I think, I think Roosting would have to change her game up enough. And, I mean, maybe she could then change it. But I think she has problems when she goes against Garcia because she can't use her initial game plan. And the, stre- the, the strength that she's crafted all this time because they yeah. don't—they just don't match up well against Garcia's yeah. game and size. So, yeah. Moving on to the women's under 60 kilogram division, the final division of the evening for us. Bianca Basilio subs uh, Jaylee Marie um, in 6 minutes and 18 seconds. Do you have this, what the sub was? Yes, I do. Rear naked choke. Yeah, rear naked choke. Uh, Basilio looks good again. You don't uh, know the difference between Bia and Bia. Look, it's been a rough day. Um, <laughs> I all so the entire grappling around team has been giving me shit all day because for some reason Bianca and flipping. Bia become the same person. Well, they're both Bia, and so for some reason I go the first name, and it, in my head, like Bia Mosquita is married to Patrick Gaudio. Bianca Basilio is not. Um, and they're, but they're both champions, two years apart. Yeah. They faced each other a bunch, so I keep I, all day. I just I swap the names, swap the names, swap the names, and everyone. We would look at the on, picture. There's a picture up. Everyone on the entire like looking team at the picture. spent the entire day giving me shit for swapping the names over, and I'm like, I can't believe I keep doing this with two <laughs> champions. So now everyone else is another joke with me messing up the names. And eh, whatever. Um, you do Next match, show too, so it doesn't matter. We had Aviro Carpenin uh, versus Brianne St. Marie. Brianne St. Marie took that three points via score. Yeah. Looked really good. Spent a long time trying to submit Carpenin. Carpenin yeah. fought through a really, An arm really bar deep that was arm bar. pretty nasty. Yeah. Her arm was going a direction that it really shouldn't go. It, it was very, very deep. Brianne St. Marie looked dominant in it. Took a very dominant point score. Almost submitted Carpenin, who's been in ADCC. It's just a veteran of ADCC. So, very, very exciting for that. Fion Davies submitted um, Amy? Yeah. No, Adele. Adele. Yeah, Adele uh, Florano. After scoring 10 points, uh, 7-10 with a rear naked choke. Fion's passing looks amazing. We've talked about it. We've seen her passing. We've seen her game. Like... We're both really high on Fion. She showed it here, put up a bunch of points, tapped it off with a submission, um, and moves on to day two. Bianca Basilio defeats Misa Bastos. Bia. Fuck me. Bia. Again. Bis- Bia, Bia Mosquita. Bia Mosquita defeats Misa Bastos. Uh, overtime, score 15 points. No, score. Oh, sorry, 15 minutes. 
score of three, three points. points. Uh, this was Misa playing a lot from the bottom and Mosquito. And showing that Mosquito can't pass. No, no one can pass. Her. We've talked can't about pass Zach her. and I talked about this on the on the in the stands. Is Took that her back right? Wasn't that the final? The three was the back take. I think so. It was, I think a back it was eventually take. a back yeah. take. Um, but, but it was a back. No, but it was no a back take pass from Bastos. But it was a back take from standing. It yes. wasn't from her guard. No one can pass Bastos. Bastos has one moment of division. They can do it. No one passes Bastos. I, that was, I think, the only pathway to victory that anyone had in this division yeah. versus Bastos. Was to like, make Bastos stand. You got to make Bastos stand. You have to bring her to overtime. Even, but even standing, it's she's scrappy. She's scrappy. And she was feet. shooting takedowns on Mosquito that I was surprised about. She yeah. was forcing Mosquito to address the takedowns yeah. and sprawl out and get away. We didn't, we didn't get the the very dominant mosquito that I expected. We got a, um, what I described almost a tentative be a mosquito. Yeah. Like she played from the knees into Basta, into Mice's guard um, and just didn't really ever want to explode through. And I thought it was really interesting because Bastos was willing to come up yeah. and Mosquito, I think, knew that and wanted to play a low, heavy game and yeah. use her size like she did to win. Day two, we have uh, Bia Basilio versus Brienne St. Marie. And we have Fionn Davies versus Bia Mosquito. Yes. These are some rematches. Yes. What it do you is. think? Um, I think we have Basilio over St. Marie. I do, unfortunately think too. I think St. Marie has a great style for it. I think yeah. she can really leverage her wrestling. But I think wouldn't Bas- surprise me to see this go the other way either. Yeah. But I think Basilio has the has the track record. Yeah. In ABCC and I think and she has stuff. yeah, I think she's she she just has the history. She has the the matches and the experience um, on her side, but it doesn't mean that Saint Marie can't pull something. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, we we know that she can do that. And we're very, I'm very, very impressed with her game yeah. recently. Um, Fion Davies, the rematch with Bia Mosquito. Yeah. How do you think it goes? I think Bia's angry about this. I think Bia's very angry about this. I think this is the whole reason why Bia looks the way she does right now. Uh huh. Bia looks she comes in, in amazing jacked shape. as hell. Yeah. She looks like she looks angry and jacked. She is the most in shape woman of sixty or six of either I, division by he, far. Like yeah. she looks cut and in phenomenal shape. Yeah. Her and Gotti have been posting Instagram videos and workouts, and I'm just you've watched her get into phenomenal yeah. shape. Um, that being said, like Fion looks like she has never looked before. Yeah, I think, I think this is a tough, close match. If anyone in this tournament can beat. Be a mosquito. It is Fionn Davies. Yeah. I don't know if she can do it, but I, I kind of think she can. Yeah, it's gonna be it's it, it's gonna be interesting because if if Bia pulled through over Bastos more um, definitively, mm-hmm. then maybe I would go a little heavier on Mosquito because I yeah. was all about Mosquito, especially when I saw her for um, bracket release. Like, dude, she. she she just looks at another level than everyone yeah. else. Um, but the way that Bastos gave her a problem, I could see Fionn start to maybe impose that same game on her. I see Fionn beat everyone um, here. I see yeah. Fionn beat Mosquito. Then I see Fionn beat Bastos. Or sorry, be, 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 I see Fionn beat Mosquito, then Basilio. Basilio. In the finals. I think that Bia Mosquito... Beats Isn't Basilio the one that broke Davies' foot? Foot. I always mix up and flip the two for ADCC twenty nineteen. Yeah, I think 
I think Davies beat Mesquita. Yeah, and it was and a then, huge upset. Yeah, and then I think yeah, for Basilio the, broke Davies, if I remember that. I, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Um, I think that Davies does it. Yeah, I think does it on points probably this time for Mesquita, but I think that Fiona has just looked in the last three years like she has completely reinvented herself, and I think she's she is the best woman in the world right now with her game and the well-roundedness of her game. You know, the size. And Mice says smaller women, but I think in the plus 60, in the under 60 kilogram yeah. division, she just has too much of a deficit with the size. Fiona, I think, takes the whole thing. I think that um, we get a semi, we get a third place match between Basilio and Mosquita, and I think Mosquita takes that. Okay, so just so we know, we're completely wrong with this. What's up? We flipped it. Uh, 2019, we have uh, Fionn Davies arm barring via Mosquita. Yeah, that's what we oh, said. Oh, we said that's okay, what we said. That's yeah. what we said. And then she gets toe holded by. Now Cecilia, everyone can understand is, my confusion yeah. with two women at the top of the world named. Well, Bianca. so what we're gonna do is we're gonna start calling Basilio Bianca because that's her real name. Her real yeah. name is Bianca, and the other one is Bia. So we're gonna go Bianca and we're gonna go Bia, and we're yeah. gonna try to make that make sense. Yeah. So that is that's what I think we got for women's under sixty kilogram. What do you think? And that's it. You think the same thing? What? The same matchups there. Yeah. Fionn takes it. Yeah. So that does it for I, I don't know. I will say, okay, back that up. Back I think Basilio takes it over Fionn, but I still think they're too, they're at the end. Okay. Um, but I think Basilio takes it over Davies. It's reasonable. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot they are going to do. Aren't they doing, like, some kind of Hall of Fame stuff tomorrow, too? I think so. I think that's tomorrow yeah, as well. It'll be fun. Yeah, I think it's fun. the Hall of Fame, and then it's the Andre um, – the Andre, what's it called? Andre Gordon And Gordon match. match. Super fight. Oh, yeah, so let's talk about that. That's and the then, only match we have left to talk about. And Absolute. Whatever the hell yes. they do. Whatever the hell they we, do with Absolute. I have no interest in previewing the Absolute because we don't have any of the names for any of the men that are entering the Absolute. We know nothing about it. You will find out when we find out about it tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be wild, and I'm happy to recap it. I cannot wait to talk about it tomorrow. But right now we don't know anything yeah, about it. Yeah, we don't know anything about that shit. Um, so. Gordon Ryan versus Andre Galvao. I think this is a not too much on it. I think this is a stand-up match. I do not think it hits the mat for any significant period of time. I think this is Andre leveraging his wrestling. I think this is heavy collar ties, and I think this is Gordon moving forward and Andre not playing defensively, but Gordon imposing in the space. Yeah. And Andre doing what Andre does and looking good. I think this is a very close match. But I do think that Gordon will take it because I think Gordon late in the match will figure out Andre's timing and make something happen and force Andre to play and have to play defensively in sections of the match I, where Gordon will not. Yeah, I, I agree with this barring one thing. Barring one thing. If something happens to Gordon in his bracket. Yeah. He still has I Nikki Rod to go for. I would love for him to have something happen to him in his bracket. You want to but see Andre win that. I want to see. But I think if something like that were to occur, then it might mess with his head enough to then have Andre have a benefit in that match. Yeah, I um, think it'd be wild. We're finally going to get it. I think the odds have Gordon as a a fairly heavy favorite. Because, I mean, Gordon did have a pretty 
easier day today? One said yeah. he had a super easy. I mean, day Victor, today. he he with House Henke, he dealt with him pretty easily. Yeah. He stroked him. He never was in a bad spot. And with Victor Hugo, he was seemed scored eight points. Yeah. Seemed comfortable the whole time. You know, he could have taken his foot off the gas, but he decided to, like, he could have stalled it out and, like, played for penalties yeah. and done it, but he just continued to press forward, continued to keep scoring when he was able to, kind of laugh at the footlock attempt, never felt the need to really overextend himself and create a scramble at the end yeah. to get out of it. He has much harder matches tomorrow yeah. that I, for guys that know his style, that know him well. Yeah. He's going to have a rematch with someone tomorrow. Um... We'll see. It will be very interesting. So. But I think his bracket has a lot to do with his... Success in the absolute. Success, yeah. So. Well, not in absolute. In, in the super fight, super sorry. Fight. In the ab- absolute. I mean, in theory, he could do absolute also. No, because you can't win absolute and then you can't face yourself oh, if you okay. win. So they're not going to let... Okay. I do not think they will let him do absolute. Okay. He talked about it in 2019 and everyone okay. kind of went, look, you're crazy enough. We'll let you do your division we're not going to let you do fight. absolute okay. and super fight okay. and your division. Like, okay. you win super fight, maybe we'll talk, but we're not going to let you okay. do all of them. Because so. I thought, for some reason, I thought I read that Look, he did. ADCC gets crazy. We will know tomorrow everything, but right now that's yeah. all we got. Miranda, any kind of closing thoughts on the day? It's, it's been an interesting day. It's, it's been, been an awesome day. It's been some wild... Some wild, I, crazy things have happened. I love ADCC. I love being here live and doing it and seeing the show. I love being with like our friends. Will sitting here in the back, hanging out with us. He's uh, not going to talk because he's, he's afraid talk, to talk. But it's been it's been awesome to hang out with Will, Chris, Austin, my wife, Rachel, um, Zach, and just the whole crew and meeting people and talking to yeah. people. And I I love being Having at these some events. Some crazy people around us it's, that are it's just been phenomenal to like be part of the community and this community is so great. Yeah, Will's I love, hanging out with Daisy Fresh over in yeah. his section. I love being able to do this and like have the show and be part of this community. It's awesome. And in days like this and shows like this, when we are on a couple hours of sleep, still doing the show and still like having a great time talking yeah. about jujitsu, are awesome. And I really appreciate it. As always on this show, I'm your host, Maine. Join my co-host, Miranda. And we have the grappling around. You see on the map, wherever it is, stay safe. If you like the show, please consider sharing it on Facebook with the folks at your gym. It's the best way that we grow the show and we really appreciate it. You can reach out to us on email. We also have Instagram. We have Facebook. We have Twitter. We have Google+. Until that shuts down. We have a website. If you have an event you would like to have us cover, please let us know. If you have a name, like most people do, and you'd like to have us stop butchering it, let us know. Reach out to us. The show is also available on YouTube, Spotify, in addition to iTunes and every other podcast service. We very much appreciate your time and thank you.